What is up, Art World? It's Lisa. <laughs> I miss Art World. I hey, miss guys. Art World. And uh, this is a special episode. What can't you can tell from our voices, <laughs> we're just overexcited about having one of our favorite guests back again. Yeah. He's back. Hi, everybody. It's Ryan. <laughs> the one and only K. Ryan Hennessy. Oh, thank you, guys. I am happy to be recording again. Mm-hmm. Thank you. We are at Tag Gallery in Los Angeles, the official sponsor of the Art World Podcast. Hey. Um, how's your day going? It's going really well. I've had a good time hanging out with you guys, <laughs> like checking in, running to get lunch. <laughs> Putting up an installation. Yeah. I mean, you know, You're just it's an just angel, a, really. a normal yeah. Sunday for an artist. Just making art. Making art. <laughs> making art. We have coffee, friends, yes. art. It doesn't get better than this. No, Mm-mm. no. Gluten-free pizza. I have yeah. everything I need. We had gluten pizza. Yeah, you did. <laughs> it was a specialty item. Yeah. We ate the whole pizza. It must have been a medium, too. We ate the whole we, thing. We just annihilated it. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. Yeah. It is a good pizza. It was a really good pizza. I do like that them. That was just the best decision. Thank you. Yeah. I like good decisions. <laughs> You're good at them. <laughs> All right. Ryan, your show's coming up. I Yes, it is. I have a new show coming up um, in November. It's titled Installations. Uh, It'll be here at Tag Gallery. Um, And in tandem with Installations, a friend of mine, Eugene Huffman, and I are curating a queer artist call. uh, And the theme of that is My Youth. Uh, And we're we're currently collecting artwork from queer artists, uh, reflecting on what it meant to grow up queer. Uh, And we have people of very different ages and backgrounds already applying, which is super exciting. And a few, like, heavy hitters. Yeah. um, Enrique Cajasterone, for instance. uh, He said he's going to build me a new piece. So I'm really excited for that. I mean, you know, if you can get a cola winner in your show, like... Heck yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, and among others, uh, I know that my favorite that we talked about in episode nine, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, David Jester has already submitted a couple pieces. I met him. Oh, you good. Did? I'm I met so him. How did you not tell me this? I forgot. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that was when you left me for two weeks. I'm sorry. I took a vacation. <laughs> so um, I did the frosting performance. Oh, like, that's right. Yeah. Yes. And he posted, or he he commented and was like, I will be there. And I was like, we have to meet in person. Yeah. And the um, lady who was, um, you know, doing the show, she was like, there's some man here. He's in red. He says he really wants to meet you. And I was like, why? I don't know who that would be. <laughs> yeah. And then I went up to him and uh, immediately was like, oh, I know who you yeah. are. And talked to him. He's so nice. That's amazing. So we need to have him on the podcast so he, bad. What, he invited us to go down to San Diego. Perfect. And podcast with him. Let's do it. Yeah. We'll do a weekend. We'll stop at my mom's in Temecula. We'll Perfect. Be right. Boom. Ryan, you're Perfect. in. I'm, I'm down. Yeah. Have I'm, you I'm met in. him? Yo, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Numerous times now. Um, yeah. The last time he showed down here, I went to the opening and then um, we had lunch the next day. That's awesome. Um, yeah, no, we've we've 
uh, created a little bond yeah. um, um, between ourselves. And occasionally we'll talk on the phone during my commute. It's very nice. That's great. Um, but yeah, so I, but now I have to pick one of his pieces. Oh, that's tough. Uh, his work's I, right? so good. It's so good. And with the theme, it's even more difficult because the two that he submitted, one is I Feel Ya, um, which is a play on Ophelia from mm-hmm. Hamlet. Uh, and it's so it's a young man in a pool and his wrists are bleeding, um, which is very beautiful and I think very poignant to the the theme of yeah. queer youth, especially considering that uh, more than 40% of queer uh, people uh, uh, think about suicide um, in their teens. The, um, and then his other piece, which is also like just on point, is a 10 foot tall uh, oil painting of men in a pool and the young man at the top of the pool is hale and healthy and as you go down in the water Mm -hmm. um the figures become more and more afflicted by uh by hiv and aids um and it's just like this super powerful amazingly beautiful piece yeah i'm leaning towards that one but it's it's so big yeah right (laughs) we gotta love a big painting yeah uh, we're going to be in the South Gallery, the back gallery for okay. that one. So I'm bookending the gallery mm-hmm. with like massive queerness, queer installations. Come take pictures with them. Um, seriously, come take pictures with them, everyone. November 23rd is oh, the opening. Um, and and yeah, it'll be great. And I'm hoping to get performances too in both of the shows. So I'll awesome. do a performance and then I'm hoping to get a few of the queer performance artists. And this would be your first performance? Yes, this would be I'm my so first How are you feeling about it? I'm, um, uh, I'm, I know that I'm a little anxious about it mm-hmm. because I keep changing my plan. Okay. Um, but also, like, the changing of plans for the show is because as each element gets built, you learn the visual language mm-hmm. that each one is discussing with the other. And so... The show originally in its genesis was going to be about fun and about installations and and echoing back to my Instagram practice with me in front of the art, often naked. Um, And there will be photographs and collages of those in this as well. Um, But what then it turned into is, well, how can I get the viewer to play with the artwork in the same way that I play with the artwork. So you're going to get an entire collage on the wall that you're invited to stand in a place of. Um, Total Eclipse of the Heart is the current working title for that one. Um, They're all going to be song lyrics. It's like nerdgasm all over the place. (laughs) Nerdgasm. (laughs) Um, And it's like like all like 70s, 80s, like top hits and pop, right? Like Mm -hmm. anything from Bruce Springsteen to to like Debbie Gibson. Oh my god. (laughs) Um, Yeah, basically I'm showing my age. (laughs) You're so young. (laughs) But there'll be that, there'll be a window installation, which I've been working on all day here today, which includes uh, paper mache hearts that are flying Mm -hmm. um, through a forest. uh, And that one is probably, its working title is Are We Out of the Woods, playing off of the Taylor Swift song. So again, like full range of like popular, silly, fun. Um, And I want you to get into the forest and Mm -hmm. be, take pictures in the forest, take pictures against the collage. Um, There, I'm planning some uh, animations that match the objects in the show so you'll get to see the things that I've made brought to life in another way 
which I feel ties back to that growing up in the 80s, which is also a kind of queering of life itself Mm -hmm. because it's the first time, like, so 80s um, advertising for children was the first time that we tied programming to toys. Um, And so He-Man had, for instance, the He-Man figurines. Star Wars was tied to figurines. Um, Everything then became a toy. So everything, My Little Ponies, Glowworms, G.I. Joe, Transformers, the list goes on and on. All of those things, they were, the programs were the commercial for the toys. Mm. Um, And so by playing with animation of the objects that I've made, I'm like, Playing with this idea, you know, subverting mm-hmm. and queering again the elements of what uh, what we see and how we consume, uh, and that's really what it's all about for yeah. me, right? Is is how does how does the viewer not only consume art by observing it, but how do they consume art by collecting it? Um, and and I know I've spoken about this before, but the I'm enraptured by the idea of people. Um, really wanting to collect the artist, not yeah. the artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people are way more interested in having their Picasso mm-hmm. than having which than knowing which Picasso they yeah. have. Right? There's fifty odd thousand yeah. of them out there, right? The drawings and, mm-hmm. and whatnot, and people are happy to point to it on the wall and yeah. say, "There's my Picasso." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But they might not be able to tell you that's, you know, which period. Yeah. It's the bull. It's the the uh, continuous drawings, mm-hmm. right? It, it, um, that doesn't matter so much anymore, yeah. just as long as you have the object. Um, and even when we think about art historically, we think about the artist, not necessarily the art object. Um, and even when we lose who the true artist might be, we ascribe an artist to them. Um, and a great example of those are the epic poems, right? We ascribe them to Homer. Mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a, a good but not necessarily accurate yeah. guess. Yeah. <laughs> right. I didn't know that. No. I just thought they were Homer. <laughs> <laughs> I accept history too much. Yeah. <laughs> We all do. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> it's just easier taking that us way. back. To- yeah. Um, but yeah, so shows coming up, um, and I also uh, want, would love to mention I um, have started a little bit of a studio space here at Tag Gallery. So I have a couple of pieces on display for myself at all times, mm-hmm. so you can stop by any time and see some of my collage or painting works. And I'm also featuring an artist in my studio space each month and my October artist is our uh, gallery manager at the gallery this month. He's my guinea pig and thank you Rakeem for being it. But Rakeem Cunningham is my first featured artist. You can find out more about him on my Instagram and my website and etc etc. Also on his website which is rakeemc.com and he has uh, 14 of his new painted collages on display here. Um, And I really love his painted collages because they are frenetic, they're wild, um, they really break the rules of what painting and collage should be. Uh, And then they mix all sorts of elements such as um, 
both finger painting and then torn collage, you get pieces of manga and, and pieces of Rakim's own photography mixed together um, and given the same kind of equal treatment. And this like tattered breaking and fragmenting, I think not only reflects a young queer black man's reality uh, in, in the world, but it also, um, it, 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 sh it shows us how uh, a queer person understands reality, right? That, that what comes at them is something that is broken, fragmented, frenetic, often violent and dangerous, um, tiring, um, and, and and those all come across in this in, in the same way that really good queer art always does: colorful, bright, mm -hmm. vibrant, um, aggressive voice. Uh, and and to me, they really, really sing for something that um, you know at first glance might be a little off-putting to to others. Um, but one of the things I love about queer art, and especially when you merge into the area of queer art by people of color or people who are of some other type of culture or, or whatnot, um, that you get this layered uh, fragmentation and hybridization of what it means to be a human being. Um, and I, I always challenge people when you look at something and you don't understand it, ask yourself what it is you don't understand mm -hmm. rather than saying, oh, like my four-year-old could have done this. Well, I don't know that your four-year-old really understands the, the uh, nuances of capitalism and manga and yeah. <laughs> violence and uh, growing up as a young black man and et cetera and et, yeah. et cetera and et cetera. And I certainly don't mm -hmm. understand all mm -hmm. of those nuances. Uh, but art that makes me think about them is art that's going to get me excited. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm very excited for that. Uh, Eugene Huffman, who's curating with me the show downstairs, will be my November artist. So he'll have some pieces on display in the gallery in my studio at the same time that we'll have my show up and, and our queer show up. Um, which is nice. So everybody gets yes. gets a viewing. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, so just a lot going on. I love it. Thanks. Yeah. And you also have China. Oh, yeah. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I also found out yesterday <laughs> that uh, I was accepted to show pieces at an art show in Guangzhou, China um, for the Guangzhou Art Fair, yeah. which will be in That's February. Thank Congratulations. You. Thank you. I'm super excited. Um, one of the things that I would really, really love is to just dip my toes into a Chinese market Yeah. Um, and to have that experience. Uh, the um i believe the gallery's mazillion um and and it's in it's through 825 so it's 825 programming um and uh, i feel really confident about it but i'm afraid that i might have to make eight or ten new works in like terrifying. a week yeah. terrifying on a dead i'm yeah. like already on two deadlines yeah. and now i've got a third <laughs> that stresses me out you thrive under pressure though i do thrive under pressure <laughs> And, you know, it helps to have the alternative work schedule yeah. for the normal job. So, like, next Friday, I already know I'll have yeah. off. 
Um, and you know, vacation days. Vacation. Got to spend. <laughs> Sometimes you yeah. just have Not to spend a couple. Of, right. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm I'm spending a couple of vacation days to work on my job that pays me nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. Makes sense. So we're all looking to do. <laughs> uh, but it it it, it pays out in. Um, healing and Absolutely. you know wholesomeness yeah. <laughs> 10 times over <laughs> it's just crazy the things like if you say that out loud to someone you're like no i'm taking vacation time to work until 2 a.m in the morning yeah. on my artwork yeah. they're like what yeah yeah, it's I don't crazy. get it. Yeah, no, I just but need like a, a, an uninterrupted <laughs> ten-hour block yeah. <laughs> with a thirty a, a room that's thirty feet long, yeah. <laughs> yeah. uninterrupted. Yeah. <laughs> just you know, minor Normal requirements. Stuff. Normal stuff. <laughs> yeah, don't call me. Don't text me. I'm working. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, and that so installations will be really fun. One of the key elements uh, for the show is the heart, um, and I'm I'm playing a lot with both the anatomical heart and the abstract heart shape. That I like we that all you're playing with love. both of them. I I mean I love how similar they mm-hmm. actually are. I mean when you really cut away some of the yeah. pieces right of of your anatomy, you end up with something that is very similar mm-hmm. to that. Um, I don't know what would we call it rounded heart shape yeah yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, rounded heart uh, shape I mean yes <laughs> sorry blah, future blah. generations <laughs> you just have to know what we're talking about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the the I I also love um, the idea that one replaces the other mm-hmm. right it goes back to to um, deconstruction and the sign and the signifier um, which I think is really at the heart of abstraction um, and it's it, it's funny I know we talked about this before that um, like I don't necessarily think of myself as an abstract artist mm-hmm. but I'm certainly making art in the abstract yes. um, and even though it's super represent representational right you are mm-hmm. getting an anatomical paper mache heart that is what it is yeah um but at the same time like by removing it from context by making it in this way by painting it in the way that i'm painting it it now becomes this surreal abstract figurative wonkiness um which is of course at the heart of of queer art and queer theory um, which is why I love playing with it. Um, but yeah, so I'll have paper mache hearts in the window with my forest come get lost in the woods. Uh, there will be a gigantic paper heart uh, collaged onto the wall. And I'm setting it up so that uh, there are figures with mm-hmm. uh, opening their chest yeah. to the heart, like like literally ripping oh, open their chest. And there will be, uh, you know, pretty things coming out of them and flying yeah. towards the central heart. But but really the object of art um, is the photograph that you'll take away of it. And I'm inviting viewers to stand in a certain space so they become the heart mm. um, and they take over its wings. It's your own kind of Prometheus moment and hence the total eclipse, right? Yeah. You're eclipsing the heart by becoming the central object. Um, and then you walk away with a, a free yeah. photograph on your phone um, that please share on Instagram. And tag. <laughs> and tag, thank you. <laughs> but the, and really that's the object. Um, and, and that's part of why I'm playing with um, 
uh, elements that aren't necessarily fine elements, mm -hmm. like my, my paper trees for the forest and the paper for this big wall installation. That's all butcher paper. Yeah. Um, and really, the a big reason for that is is they live once. Mm -hmm. You put them up once, and it doesn't matter whether I used watercolor paper or whether I used butcher paper, the object isn't going to live. Yeah. It has to be recreated mm -hmm. in order to, to reappear in another mm -hmm. space. So, you know, why, why waste yeah. when I can use something that's easily recyclable, easily reusable in mm -hmm. another way? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the paper trees, um, once they come down, they'll just go into the paper scrap pile, which eventually becomes a paper mache object in the yeah. future. Yeah. It's, it's like full circle of stuff. <laughs> but beautiful stuff yeah um and the animations will tie with the hearts so uh one of my favorites right now is um strawberry heart uh and its working title is tied to um strawberry fields mm -hmm. uh but i i want to pull a lyric from that song i don't i don't want to call it strawberry fields man yeah. um i don't like it <laughs> don't tell the beatles <laughs> I'm, that's a whole nother conversation <laughs> don't get me started <laughs> um it basically goes like this the beatles taylor swift no no i just i'm just gonna throw it out there if it's the beatles or if it's taylor swift amazing amazing artwork I would rather hear it performed by somebody other than the writer. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I like what? every Taylor Swift song I love when it's sung by somebody else. I agree with um, Taylor Swift, but not the Beatles. Yeah, and I feel the same about the Beatles. It, but like, it helps if you understand the context of my playlists. Okay. They're like sad, um, lonely folk, alternative folk, often verging on like the angry lesbian sphere. Uh -huh. So like, <laughs> like, like basically Bush. it's, yeah, I mean, it's Alanis, it's Tori Amos, <laughs> it's, um, I mean, like I still want to be Kate Bush. Yeah. Um, still want to be Kate Bush and it's like 30 years later. Yeah. <laughs> Love me some Kate Bush. Uh, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> I don't either. That's I was because I'm like, so old. <laughs> Um, you'd know, you'd know if you heard some of the songs, okay. um, and especially cause like cloud busting and, um, deal with God climbing up that hill are being covered a lot right now, okay. which is also a, a lot of fun for me. I like to hear, yeah. I like to hear my childhood stuff mm. replayed in new ways. Um, but yeah, the, the, anyway, I lost the thread because of Taylor yeah. Swift and the Beatles. Oh, so the strawberry heart. So yeah. the, there's a strawberry heart that's uh -huh. a physical heart and it's got wings and it's cute and it's flying in the forest. Um, but there's also a strawberry animation and instead of little seeds, it has eyes, yeah. both the physical one and the animation and on the animation, they blink at you. So on nice. the screen, you'll get okay. this like, the strawberry is yeah. watching you. I love it. It's both creepy and kind of like, yeah. Fun, like weird Lisa Frank fun. Okay, <laughs> I like that. That'd be great. I love how everything you do in your show, like, has a reason and ties in. I like, really, no, yeah. No detail left behind. Yeah, I and it helps to to like know. For me, it helps to have the big umbrella scope mm -hmm. and to understand. Okay, what's the big overarching yep. theme? And then I start to build the objects. Uh, and once I, I start building the objects, it really creates the linking between mm -hmm. each one. 
Um, and so, so the Instagram collages, there'll be a whole set of those that are based on my photographs with, with the past artwork. Um, I'm actually going to go back and redo a couple of okay. those because they're missing the tie-in with the heart element. Got it. Right? And those were done so much yeah. earlier mm -hmm. in plan for this. And, and the overarching thing, theme was Instagram slash installations. Mm -hmm. And then the heart became the visual language to yeah. drive it. And so I just have to go back and do a little bit of editing okay. um, in those. And really it's changing one or two, um, swapping a couple of visual elements out for something else. And then they'll be right on. Mm -hmm. um, and the really, really fun part for this show for me is not just the subject matter, but the materiality of the yeah. show. So this show, it, everything... Uh, is collage in a very traditional sense of collage. It is works on paper or with paper made with glue. That is wow, literally okay. what's happening. <laughs> I that's nice. I, right? That's very. I like it. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm really excited. So you have different types of paper, mm -hmm. um, and you have different types of glue, but every single one of the objects that will be in there. Minus the animations, of course, which are digital. Uh, but I would argue that that's a digital collage and the glue itself is just the layering. Mm -hmm. Whole different story. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so you've got the paper mache, which is literally like mulching paper into a clay with glue. Um, and then you do the same thing when you're applying things on layers. And then in some cases, I'll have paper, paper mache objects glued on top of the you know yeah the collaged paper background so you'll have this whole like meta collage for the then meta artwork that's me in front of my artwork in front of my artwork taking pictures in front of my artwork it's just you know. it's inception yeah mm -hmm. yeah art inception, inception. <laughs> instant inception yeah <laughs> right yeah. right so and then uh, right so i wanted to um i wanted to call the show installations yeah. Right? And put a little dot in between. Yeah, I, I like thought that. it would be super fun. But then I thought about, okay, but if I do that, I can't advertise because Instagram won't let you advertise anything that has Insta really in the oh, so interesting so like Dang. you can't have anything Insta mm. in your hashtags or in your description in order to promote a post. So I was like, okay, then I'm just gonna keep the yeah. straight word and not be cutesy about it. It's fine. It's fine. It's I just fine. Like cutesy. Right? But it, yeah. I know. I liked the cutesy mm -hmm, too, especially because mm -hmm. it's such a playful and yeah, silly show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, you know, I want to spend like my $75 on event yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. advertising. Yeah. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. Oh my gosh. So the choices we make as artists. The choices but it, I mean, it is good. Like, I didn't know, um, and they kept rejecting mm -hmm. some sponsored posts uh, earlier this year. Oh. And I finally had someone answer me, and they, they told me it's, it's you can't have. And it's in the rules, yeah. but, like, I wouldn't have thought that, that even no. the... The hashtags, right? Like, like Insta photo, Insta. Yeah. Any, they're all. Wow, you I didn't may know not that. use those if you yeah. want to promote your post. Hmm. That's yeah. very interesting. Yeah. 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 Hmm. All right. On that note, a quick word from uh, our sponsor. Woohoo! 
Tag Gallery is now accepting applications for a 2020 artist membership. The 26-year-old artist cooperative, currently located along LA's Miracle Mile, guarantees its members a solo show each year, as well as opportunities to host curated programs, participate in group shows, and more. For more information and to apply, visit the membership page at taggallery.net. And we're back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, the outtakes on this episode. (laughs) (laughs) So bad. (laughs) This is the episode that I feel like all all of our listeners should just want to like be in the room with us. Yes. You don't even know what you're missing out on, guys. I mean, (laughs) it's a lot of like messy hair (laughs) casual clothes today. Yeah, I think we're all in sweats. Everyone's in sweats. All of our guests came in looking very nice. Right, they yeah. did. Everybody was walking in, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm working yeah. downstairs." This is a so. Sunday. It's it a be Sunday. Comfy. <laughs> Thank you. Although everyone should be jealous of Catherine's top because, like, literally, it's a blanket. Her her casual top is yeah. like this shaggy, fuzzy um, black. It's shaggy like it's like a blanket. a yeti sweater. It's a yeti. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah a black yeti sweater. It's adorable. It I just got it. So, have you seen Dark Crystal on oh, Netflix? Oh, I'm only two episodes in there's like a I can't remember the name of it but uh Tyler just watched it and there's a bad character that oh yeah looks like this <laughs> and he just calls me that now really yeah oh my god because I literally will wear this all the time yeah it looks so comfy it does Very look cool. really yeah. comfy I'm into it <laughs> all right so um this is, this is the art world podcast what's the biggest issue facing artists today You know what? Actually, though, I think I think um, since we're at tag um, and and I have some insight for from a tag point of view and from an eight to five point of view, Mm -hmm. um, I'll talk about some of the things that I think are the most common questions from artists. Even better. So one of the ones that I see a lot for emerging artists is how do I price my artwork? Um, and what is appropriate pricing for your artwork. And I know that we've talked about this before on the podcast, mm-hmm. um, but it's, it's such an important question. It's been um, a minute, too. Right. Yeah. And really, it, it goes back to everything's arbitrary. It literally is. It doesn't matter where you price your artwork. There's probably somebody that will be in the market for it. Um, however, it's hitting that market. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the trouble that Mars, most artists run into. But when you step back and you you come at it from a measured approach and you're able to say, this is how I come mm-hmm. to my pricing, people respect that a lot yeah. more. So for instance, I had very early training in um, uh, stained glass. And stained glass is a craft. And as a craft, it is generally priced by the square inch. So I look at my artwork in pricing as if it were the craft aspect of the artwork. And so I determine based on the materials that I use and um, the the detail mm-hmm. of which I'm painting, what that price point is okay. going to be. For me, it ranges anywhere from 85 cents a square inch all the way to $2.50 a square inch, depending on the materiality. Um, so for instance, the 3D paper mache objects, 
those will probably be closer to 250 a square inch, mm-hmm. both because they're extremely labor intensive. Yeah. You wouldn't think paper mache is difficult. Yeah. It is really, really hard. Oh, oh I mean, like I'm digging in there yeah. with paper to turn it into yeah. clay. Um, so, it, I mean, it's super labor intensive. And then there is a high weight for the drying time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got to also protect while you're drying because you don't want your objects to collapse. Yeah. Um, like clay, it is difficult. Mm-hmm. Unlike clay, it doesn't require the post work, right? It doesn't have to be fired. It doesn't have to be glazed. Any mm-hmm. of those kind of things I can apply because I'm using an acrylic based glue. I have no mold worries. Um, if you're using an organic wheat based glue, you would have to worry about uh, your drying time, um, mold growing and those kind of things. Okay. But I went the easier yeah. route. Mm-hmm. Um, thank goodness for modern technology. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Um, but because it's so labor intensive and then because I'm applying paint, um, ink, uh, in, and in some cases, um, the metal foils, like it's also getting a, a bunch of layers of attention and time. So that's a higher price point than, than maybe my works on paper, which tend to be around the 85 cent uh, per square inch price point. And how did I land at those dollar ranges? Um, I looked around me at my peerage mm-hmm. at what was actually selling. Mm-hmm. This is the important part. Not what people are pricing, yeah. <laughs> but what people are actually buying. Yeah. Um, and what I found is that um, for an emerging artist who generally shows in group shows, um, you really don't want to price your objects above $2,500, mm-hmm. like period, mm-hmm. end of conversation. Um, that, and going beyond that is um, those shows are the wrong place for $10,000 yep. objects. You'll have a couple scattered in because they're really good works mm-hmm. and are definitely deserving of those prices, um, but they're not going to move. Yeah. Um, and then, so as president of TAG, I also get the insights into actual gallery sales. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I got to look back at a few years and I looked at trends and what I found is that, um, artwork moves really well at a hundred dollar price point. So anywhere from $75 to like $175, but generally around a hundred dollars and moves really well. Um, surprisingly to me, I didn't think that this would be the case, Mm -hmm. but it actually does. Um, at the $2,000 price point. So something mm. in the range of $1,500 to $2,500. Okay. Um, the difference is the $2,000 price point tends to be original artwork, not for reproduction, period, end of conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it tends to be larger than two feet on its smallest side. So 24 inches or greater on its smallest side. Um, so, but not, uh, extremely large. Um, and part of that is gallery limitations. You don't often see things uh, larger than four foot on their shortest side, um, in a gallery space because you're giving up so much room Mm -hmm. to one object for that. Uh, the, um, but those objects, so the hundred dollar price point, the $2,000 price point are what moves. What's really interesting is that if you sell 20 objects at $100 and you sell 20 objects at $2,000, 
which it, it is often the trend that yeah. you'll see, what you'll find is that you make a lot more money on your $2,000 price point. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And what I see a lot of artists doing is making a lot of objects at the $100 price mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Right, which is great. You're getting a lot of movement. Yes, yeah. you can sell. You you know, it sells every time you have them up. They sell. But if you're only putting out ten objects in a month, you're only making about a thousand dollars. Whereas if you're putting out four objects at two thousand dollars a month, right? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you, you you're you're putting out eight thousand yeah. dollars. The potential for eight thousand dollars. Um, and that's one of the, the areas where I think artists um, don't really think in a business mindset mm-hmm. about what they're doing with their artwork and their artwork pricing. Yeah. So that's the first question is, how do I price my artwork and what should I price my mm-hmm. artwork? The answer is be, be methodical, mm-hmm. <laughs> have a reason for how you price it, yeah. and then follow the market trends for the area that you're in. Right. Those yeah. are those. And, and it, it is not that difficult to just do a quick survey of the group shows that you're in. Look at what has sold. Look at the things that people are interested in. And you're going to find that they typically fall within that one hundred to two thousand dollar price range. Mm-hmm. And that the ones that people actually buy are at the ends not a whole lot of movement happening at the five hundred dollar price range. Interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. And in fact, one time um, I, I was having a discussion with Peter and a few others um, from 825. Uh, and he said that he really hates when artists price things at the 450 to 650 price range because nobody will buy it. Yeah. He's like, it's guaranteed that you put yourself into the pricing black hole. Um, I don't see that here at TAG. Um, I do see a good yeah. movement in that range. I mean, really anything between a hundred and two thousand dollars yeah. sells for us, and we've had uh, uh, numerous things above that range yeah. sell as well. Um, but the the trends really, really fall at the two thousand dollar price point, um, and that that about two to three foot on your short end uh, size. Okay. Yeah. That's really good information yeah. to share. Yeah. I'm happy to share. Um, the other one. That right is how do you get your work done, mm-hmm. um, and I know Catherine will attest to this <laughs> as much as I will. Um, you steal every moment that you possibly can. Um, Kim Abelis uh, said very beautifully uh, a couple of years ago when she was here um, during a show for us at uh, the California Open at Tag. Um, she said that it is vital. For all working artists, that means artists who go to a job that is not art, Mm -hmm. (laughs) typically nine to five, um, that we carve out 15 minutes a day uh, for our art practice. Uh, And I I concur. Um, Even if I don't have the time to do anything, if I sit down and spend 15 minutes looking at uh, shows that I might apply mm-hmm. to or catching up on my artist emails, I feel that I have accomplished something for my art day. Yeah. And that's all that I need. It doesn't necessarily have to be the physical time on task painting, although that is super, super important. If you haven't put in your 10,000 hours mm-hmm. for mastery, you need to put in your 10,000 hours for mastery first. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but but carving out little chunks. Um, and I had the privilege of meeting, um, oh, Tayari, what's her last name? She was the Oprah Book Club winner from last year in February, 2018 in February. Um, I want to say Tyree Jones. Um, and the book is The Something Marriage. I'm horrible at this. <laughs> I should, I, like, you never know what you're going to talk about. You never about, know. Right? Yep. Um, but anyways, Tyari Jones, book about marriage, Oprah Book Club winner. Go read it. It's a delicious book. But she said um, to the group, because there were a number of people, the reason I, I got to meet her is I wrote a poem and won a prize. And so I got hey. to go. Um, and it was it was yeah. through work. It was super fun. But also the public got mm-hmm. to play as well. So there were people who had written essays and other things that were there. And so there was some interest in writing and how to write and why we write. Um, and she said it so beautifully. If you write one page a day, at the end of the year, you have a novel. I love that. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And it's really, it's the same thing when you're thinking about your visual art. If you do one drawing a day, right? Yeah. At the end of a month, you have a collection of yeah. drawings. Mm-hmm. It's like that yeah. simple. Yeah. <laughs> Inktober. Yeah. <laughs> Arctober. <laughs> Right? I can't do Inktober. It's too, I have too much going on. <laughs> Every year I'm like, I'm interested. I'm interested. No. 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 No, cut that. Bad time of year. Right before the holidays. Yeah. And that's the other thing about, about how do you get your art done. Um, I love this story. I think it's attributed to Warren Buffett. Um, his driver asked... How is it that you prioritize things uh, to accomplish your Mm -hmm. goals? And he said, I think about the things that are most important to me and I put them into a list. Um, So I have, you know, 15 to 20 items on my list. These are the things I want to accomplish. And then I go back through it and I say, what are the three most important? I circle those. I cross out everything else on that list. And everything else that is on that list is poison to those three things. Because they're the things that will distract you from accomplishing the most important goals. Um, and so it's not, about, it's not about hiding from um, the little things that distract you. It's about hiding and blocking off the important things yeah. that distract you. And really only paying attention to those top three priorities. It's super hard. Um, but it allows you to get a lot done. Yeah. No, that's great advice. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, so those are some of my like, like if I were an artist, what would I wish somebody had told me five years ago? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Kind of questions. Um, but also we all go through our different experiences mm-hmm. and some of those things may be of value to you and they may not. And that's okay. Right. Every artist is allowed to be different and approach in different ways. I agree. Done. I especially agree with the 15 minutes, even if you're not making art. Like, yeah. there's so many times I'll get home. And I was trying to tell this to my husband. I'm like, no, no, no. I go to work and then I come home and then I put in four or five hours doing a whole nother job. And I love him because he goes and, you know, plays video games and then comes to bed and is super happy. And I'm like trying to get all this stuff done. And it's, you're basically working two jobs and you're just exhausted all the time. But like you have to, even if it's answering our emails or 
working on your newsletter, whatever. It's all of it is important and you have yeah. to do yeah. it. No, it's totally true. And I, I love uh, the, the like big height of tennis season because I don't feel guilty at all about taking all the time I want for art. Yeah. <laughs> Cause Scott's over there watching his games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect. Tennis is a Tyler's thing too. See, it's perfect. Yeah, I love it. Oh, tennis is a Wimbledon. Great. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, oh, this is like two weeks where I don't have to give you any attention. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> You'll see me in two weeks. Oh my gosh. I'm gonna be in the other room. Yeah. <laughs> you guys. We love them. But we do, and tennis. Sure. I know way more about tennis now. Oh, than Tyler I used makes to. me well. He doesn't make me. We play tennis together now. Oh, that's I nice. Need to, I because I'm working on art. I don't Exercise. work out, yeah, so he's like, no, 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 let's go play tennis. So now I'm learning tennis, which mm. is great. Yeah. No, my argument is. Um, it's physical enough carrying things up and down the stairs. Like I don't, yeah. I don't yeah. need to work out. Um, my. Expanding <laughs> midsection. <laughs> uh, it's telling a different story, oh. and we're not listening. <laughs> not at all. I love it. Oh, um, uh, I will. Um, one more little shout okay. out. Um, I am taking part in Christine Shoemaker's Perceive Me project, mm-hmm. um, which I believe there's 62, 63 other artists. Wow. Um, Christine, uh, who founded Shoebox PR, mm-hmm. uh, has um, invited multiple artists to create artwork based on the her nude image. Um, and I really, really love this. The Perceive Me show has four upcoming exhibitions through 2021. Wow. Uh, and the first one will be at Cal State LA. Um, is that right? Yeah. Cal State LA in the end of January. Okay. So everyone should definitely look for that. Um, and it is like if you go to Christine's Instagram or go check out I, uh, some of it's shown up on Art and Cake. Um, the the artwork is amazing. It ranges all different types of styles and medium. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that's really, really amazing about it is that it's Christine's image over and over and over again in all of these different views. Um, And uh, Christine has uh, personally fought with body image issues um, and uh, weight and dieting Mm -hmm. for most of her life. Um, A lot of this ties back to her her own art practice and earlier artwork, um, which she used to show, as she described on the podcast, online through an avatar that was a skinny blonde Mm -hmm. woman. Um, And so I just love this now like later wonderful approach to it um and i'm excited to be included with like la's rock star artists right yeah. now like yeah, it's amazing <laughs> have you completed yours yet? yes okay. yeah oh, mine's good. finished nice. um it's beautiful it needs its frame yet which will probably happen in the next couple of weeks okay. excited um, to see it yeah it's it's fun um mine's a uh she's uh the Venus, 
The Angel City Venus. Okay. The Angel City Brewery Venus. That's what she's called. Okay. Um, but then it's written in Latin, which I of don't course. remember right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I would probably butcher it even yeah. if I <laughs> pronounced it. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Really excited for that. Um, super excited for my show in November. Um, and then following it right up with a trip to China. I'm just, uh, yeah, all over the map now. <laughs> uh, share your Instagram in case people uh, don't know it. Thank you. My Instagram is kryanhennessy. That's K-R-Y-A-N-H-E-N-I-S-E-Y. Um, and the same for my website, kryanhennessy.com. Uh, if you go to either one, they link you back and forth to each other and Perfect. all other social platforms. Um, okay. Occasionally, I'll tweet but it is occasionally. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> it's the same yeah, for we me. should really just delete I only our Twitter. tweet when I'm angry. <laughs> I, I do a lot of angry tweeting. Yeah. I'm like, at Amazon, your customer service was bad today. <laughs> I do it too. I think I did it to like Delta because they were mean. I know. And then I go back and look at my page yeah. and I'm like, hmm. I'm a complainer. <laughs> this, is right. what, this is what it is, right? <laughs> yeah. It's really the yeah. complaint center. Oh, my gosh. All right. Awesome. Thank, thank you, you so much. much. Oh, thank you, guys. It was a blast. All right. We love you. Bye. Bye.